I'm Richard Freberg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 165, for the weekend starting 27 January 2017. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, the home of South Africa's best technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, good numbers from Microsoft as cloud business booms. Also this week, Samsung's Galaxy S8, the latest rumors. The Nintendo Switch, it's coming, it's going on sale in South Africa, and we have pricing. The Xperia Ear, an intriguing product, lands on our shores. Hmm. And uh, is it time to give up on digital terrestrial television? Let's hit the launch button. How's it, Richard? How's it, Duncan? Very good, thanks. Uh, eagle-eyed, or what did eagle-eared? What's the term for uh, <laughs> good hearing? We'll notice that um, uh, we sound quite different this week. Uh, that's because we are recording on uh, some new gear uh, which we've invested in. Uh, so hopefully there'll be no more of the uh, snap, crackle, and pop of the uh, of the podcast. And unsightly background noises, background noises, and wind noises, and that's all that sort of thing. Um, we have hopefully addressed a lot of that with this uh, new setup that we've created, um, freestanding mics and uh, uh, audio recording uh, uh, system, uh, very fancy. All to deliver that battery voice goodness. Absolutely, absolutely. So we should be sounding uh, less podcasty and more radio quality. Uh, going forward and uh, of course this is um, all part of our plans to do much more podcasting in 2017 at Tech Central. You would have heard the uh, in-depth uh, interview hopefully if you haven't please go and listen to it uh, that uh, we um, that we did uh, uh, earlier this week uh, with experts in the broadcasting and radio industries. Um, uh, it was a fascinating discussion. Mm. What I've decided to do uh, Rechard is um, we, we're going to split all that out into a separate um, podcast channel. Yes. Um, so we pushed uh, that first episode through the Talk Central uh, channel, but uh, if you subscribe to this feed through a uh, or this podcast rather through a RSS reader or through a through an app like um, Pocket Casts or one of the other apps that's available for for smartphone devices, we uh, recommend uh, you to go and check out the um, or just go go to our, either go to iono.fm where we distribute our audio mm. and search for it there, or we'll provide the uh, RSS the necessary RSS links under the entry on the site uh, for this um, for this podcast as well as for our uh, uh, new uh, Tech Central podcasts, uh, which we've launched. Uh, we decided to keep them separate uh, mm. to mm. avoid confusion. Uh, it's branded Tech Central Podcast at the moment. Uh, we may change that uh, as, as time goes on. Um, we may keep it. I'm not sure yet. This podcast will continue to be called Talk Central, uh, so just to differentiate the two. So we'll have Talk Central and we'll have the Tech Central podcast, which is really going to be interviews with industry leaders and decision makers and uh, interesting people. Uh, um, so if you want to find that, you can um, just search, get the RSS off our site or uh, simply search for Tech Central podcast in your favorite um, podcast catcher. Uh, alternatively, we have submitted uh, the new podcast to Apple, so iTunes, um, nice. you'll be able to get it through iTunes um, at some point, but uh, it hasn't been accepted yet. Uh, we sub- submitted there about four days ago. I'm not sure how long Apple normally takes to. Uh, it might take a few more days. It might take a, a, b- a bit of time. So uh, it's not, you can't get it through the iTunes um, service immediately, although it's very easy these days. You just go into fire up iTunes on your computer, and I think it's under the file menu or the edit menu. I think it's the file menu. Okay. You just Select Add Podcast, and all you do is you type in the RSS feed, uh, which we will provide under this post. Um, nice. So, 
uh, quite simple uh, to subscribe and uh, we'll be making it easier as time goes on to be discoverable in the various search engines uh, and through uh, through iTunes of course uh, as well and I know a lot of people of course still use iTunes to uh, subscribe to to podcasts although I think there has been a big shift uh, in in recent years to um, to alternative uh, platforms I think mm. at one point mm. Apple pretty much dominated the podcast yeah. in yeah. fact the term podcast comes from the iPod yes uh, I mean it's still a great platform to discover a lot of new podcasts it is. and there's some really good mm. quality stuff on there yeah, there is there is but indeed the iTunes is still iTunes yeah. it's not the best software around I mean no and um, mm. no I, I uh, in fact I haven't used iTunes in years and to submit it I had to install iTunes on for Windows on my PC oh, um, my word it's horrible software <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm using it a bit more now because I'm using the iTunes music service I'm just trying mm. it out and mm. uh, it's, for that it's fine but for everything mm. else it's still yeah crap yeah indeed but um, the, the podcast app that I and we've mentioned in previous shows that I'm a huge fan of, and I don't think it's free if I recall, I had to pay for it, but it's worth it, is Pocket Casts. Yeah. And that runs on every platform you can imagine, including Windows Phone mm, mm. and, of course, iOS and Android as well. Nice, nice um, app. But it's a, it's a great app. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's um, my go-to app now for podcasts. And uh, the search engine in there is fantastic. Uh, I haven't tested it yet, but you should just be able to type in Tech Central Podcast. I don't know if it's fed through all the search engines yet, but uh, if it hasn't, it'll, it'll be there very soon. Um, so uh, please, if you uh, if you enjoyed this show, um, I have no doubt you'll enjoy our interviews. Where we'll be going into a lot of depth, a lot of detail uh, with industry leaders. We'll be talking to CEOs. We've we've got some interesting uh, interviews lined up already for for the coming week or two, uh, and um, I, th- I think it's um, it, it'll it'll provide insight. Uh, uh, behind stories, you know, I think in this day and age, um, in online publishing, the, there's always a rush to to publish the the, the headline f- mm. facts out of a, out of an hour long press conference or an hour long interview, and you might get a 400 word story of it out of it. Meanwhile, you're discarding most of that interview, and it may be of interest to a lot of people. Mm. Um, and you've just got to move on to the next story because of time pressures. Through this, through this, I'm hoping that we can uh, really uh, get a, get a lot of a lot of um, a lot more out there about about particular stories in the South African context, and, and hearing it straight from the horse's mouth, exactly, know, not, not mm. uh, diluted yeah. through any other process. Exactly, and uh, I think the, the the advantage of doing this over radio is that um, you know uh, you, you could listen to a Bruce Whitfield, for example, on seven o two in the uh, in the evenings. Uh, but you know he's going to interview, um, uh, just for example, the CEO of Vodacom about their results. It's going to be a five minute interview looking at the headline feature mm, that he doesn't mm. have the the time on his mm. show to go into a detailed interview say a, a half hour or even an hour long interview really interrogating those numbers and talking about you know well this is where Vodacom's business is at and this is what we think our competitive pressures are and our stri- this is what we're thinking strategically and all that sort of stuff and you, you don't get into that and while you may do that as a as a, a, a you know writing it as a as a text-based article you're not because of time pressures, again, you're not going to end up writing a 5,000-word feature analyzing yeah. every aspect yeah. of what he says. But when you put it out as an audio interview, you're getting a lot of detail out there that, uh, that otherwise mm. wouldn't mm. be out there. So I'm hoping it's going to, to, to work well. And um, we'd love your feedback as well on what, we'd, what we're doing with that this year. Uh, and um, please, uh, please send it to us, info at techcentral.co.za. Tell us what we're doing right, what you'd like to hear more of. Is there anybody you, in particular, particular you'd like us to interview? Elon Musk. Elon Musk, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> Is that your first request, Rashad? Yeah. See if we can get some time with him. I'll let you know when we set it up. Um, so that's it, y'all. Uh, let, let's, uh, let's get into our show. And as always, we begin the show uh, with a quiz. Um, Rashad, do you want to uh, 
get us kicked off. Kick it off. The first question in our quiz, which Amazon.com movie has been nominated for the best picture at this year's Oscars? Interesting question. Uh, second one, uh, which semiconductor company, uh, and it's a major global semiconductor company based in the U.S., is facing an antitrust probe by America's, uh, Amer America's Federal Trade Commission as well as a similar lawsuit from Apple? Those, yeah, that business model is interesting from 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 this company. I couldn't, couldn't believe that that's how they work with uh, <laughs> with another with the device manufacturers. The third question: A prospective rival to the JSC has lodged a complaint against the JSC at the Competition Commission. What is the new exchange's name? Our fourth question: JSC listed Net One UEPS Technologies, bit of a mouthful, has acquired which European bank? And the last question, which Indian telecommunications operator has said it may sell some of its African operations? That's our quiz. We'll get to the answers uh, at the end of the show. But let's jump into uh, this week's news, Rechat, and quite a bit of international news uh, to, to kick things off this week. I think uh, it's results season in America, oh, yeah. and uh, we're seeing the big tech companies uh, announce their results. We've seen uh, Alphabet. Uh, I'm still mm -hmm. not sure about that name. Uh, uh, doesn't it doesn't flow as nicely? It doesn't look as nice on uh, yeah. on the old ticker headline. No. Uh, of course, we're talking about Google, the holding company of Google. They announced results yesterday, as did, did Intel and Microsoft. And uh, the Microsoft numbers were the ones that really caught my attention uh, because they smashed analysts' expectations, uh, and it was all driven by their cloud computing business. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, so the cloud has really become a, a serious uh, underpinning, a, a serious business for Microsoft. Uh, um, we're recording this before markets open in the U.S., but uh, their uh, share price is up at 1.35% in pre-market trading, which I think, I might be mistaken, but I think if it's not, if it's not uh, a new record, it's very close to it. Um, they're certainly, certainly at the sort of level that they were at at the peak of the dot-com bubble 17 years ago. Hmm. Uh, and their market capitalization has shot through $500 billion for the first time since 2000. Uh, and uh, they're f rapidly chasing Google and Apple to be the world's biggest tech company from a market cap point of view. Uh, 504 billion US dollar market cap currently. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to convert that into rand. <laughs> <laughs> That's bigger than our GDP, I suspect. Yeah. Um, and uh, trading on a PE multiple of 30, uh, there's no doubt that Microsoft... Under Satya Nadella, uh, the CEO who replaced Steve Ballmer, is really um, delivering the goods here. Uh, and it's all cloud-based. Um, they seem to have emerged. In fact, Microsoft really seems to have emerged as, um, as the, the king of cloud computing alongside Amazon. Mm, yeah, that's what I, I thought mm. it interesting because uh, uh, while they've done it so well, if you look at account integration between stuff like Office 365 and their OneDrive mm. application, it still seems a bit rugged and rough around the edges mm. for me but i mean they've done they've done massive improvements yeah. on their systems over the last few years i mean if you think about where office was um, five years ago it's yes you know, now it's actually a great platform yeah yeah i mean i subscribed to office 365 i, I never thought i'd subscribe to a software service so when mm -hmm. i first heard the idea i thought that's a terrible idea pay monthly for office that's mm. ridiculous yeah well it's an annual subscription and it's actually a fair value i mean i think i pay 1100 rand a year for the yeah, i pay 80 rand a month or something yeah I mean, it's and I get um, I get a terabyte of uh, OneDrive storage with that. Um, OneDrive is a bit slow compared to Google Drive, I suspect, yeah, because yeah. they don't have actual servers on the ground here. But um, but it's um, it, it's good value. It's good value. It I is. mean, you'd pay 
you know, you're effectively paying what you would pay Dropbox, plus you're getting an mm. office suite yeah. with it. Mm. Yeah, I had that running up uh, on OneDrive, but I, I can't live without Dropbox. Dropbox got too many features that I actually require. Oh, does it? Okay. And uh, the speed is a big thing. Team, oh. The team collaborations is another thing that I use quite often. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, but still, I mean, you're getting Office updated quite regularly. Mm. Um, it's, a good, it's a good piece of software. And let's mm. be honest, Outlook is, in my opinion, or still one of the best mail clients out there, even oh, on the yeah. Mac. Yeah, yeah. For, 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 for business users, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's not negotiable. I think yeah. you can, if you're a home user just doing your Gmail or something, you can probably get away, well, you get away with a web-based client, but you can yes. also get away with using Mail.app, for example, or mm. using Thunderbird mm. or in your PC or, or, or one of those apps. But I think if you're, um, if you're running a business and you need integration, you need calendaring, you need all that sort of thing, yeah. nothing beats yeah. the combination of, of um, Outlook with, a, with, with an Exchange server or similar. Well, we we run Zimbra here at uh, at Tech Central as our mail, yeah, as our mail yeah. server, which which integrates beautifully actually with. Uh, yeah, so with right connectors for Outlook. Um, exactly. In fact, you don't even need the connectors anymore. Mm. Uh, you just plug straight in. And oh, always, really? Yeah. One of the other tools we use, um, and and I actually love this more than just the Office offering, is but uh, is Microsoft Outlook dot com service. Mm. Um, for my wife's business, we set it up. So we, I mean, we obviously don't have dedicated Exchange servers running anywhere. Sure. But with them, you pay again. I think it was seventy five or eighty rand a month. And you get that full exchange using your own URL. Oh, nice. Um, you just pay per license per user. It's like is, Google's uh, offering. Yeah, it's like Google's offering. But mm. this is obviously plugging straight into Outlook, and then she can use it to work with her colleagues, or, or you know, they can share their calendars and they have that kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It makes it so easy. I mean, yeah. I, I, this is why they're winning at cloud. Well, exactly. Yeah. I remember setting up a hosted exchange server a couple of years ago, and it was such a convoluted process to have it yeah. syncing all your mail. I mean, now yeah. it's a, it's two or three clicks and you set it up. Hosted um, Exchange has changed that, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, no, it's good software and uh, um, they've uh, they've done a lot of work in the background to get this all working hunky-dory. But there's no doubt that there's a huge fight now going on between the Microsoft and uh, and Google mm. for the future of the cloud-hosted office. Um, Google's are also announcing, or Alphabet, I should say, announcing its results this week and uh, I, th I think the overall number perhaps missed the analyst expectations by a little bit, but the cloud business uh, was firing on all cylinders as well. So the IT world is moving to cloud. Uh, mm. We've got Amazon's results coming out quite soon as well. I forget when. I think it might be next week or the week after. Um, it'll be interesting to see what those numbers look like, but I think Amazon Web Services is also doing incredibly well. It's been a huge success for Amazon. I know a lot of people that use their web services. Mm. Uh, developers are using it for storage, like yeah. just using it as offsite. That's huge hosting. for developers, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a great platform. Um, uh, so cloud is is is. I mean, these companies. I, I I'm trying to remember a time when I when all of the big tech companies, the big American tech companies, were all doing so well at the same time. Um, and um, I'm struggling to remember. I mean, you know, usually you you know, either it's Microsoft doing not so well, Google's performing better, Apple's doing well, um, but Microsoft isn't, etc., uh, etc. Et but um, they're all Intel. Um, Facebook, uh, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, Apple, who am I missing? Uh, uh, you know, all those sort of four, $300 billion plus um, market cap mm, tech mm. companies are all doing well. Uh, Apple um, is due to announce its results, I think, on Monday or Tuesday next week. Yeah. Um, the expectation is that they are, have done well with iPhone sales over the Christmas period. I'm sure they've done very well. Um, especially in light of the fact that the Samsung Galaxy S Note 7 ha had that um, issue, they had to recall no, the thing. No. I'm sure that played into Apple's hands. Um, so they're all doing well. Um, 
when does one of them trip? <laughs> it has yeah, to happen at some question. point, right? Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, the, the service they're developing is, is really the kind of stuff that customers want now. Mm. I think a lot of them have learned the hard lessons. Mm. I guess it's now breaking those barriers uh, for the next the next big thing. And that's what's going to make or break a few of these companies again. You know, Some mm. of them are going to make the right calls, others aren't. Mm. Um, but I think in terms of just the accessibility, so now you're giving consumers access to these amazing features online mm. using a cloud service. Mm. Um, this is stuff we used to talk, write articles about five, six years ago, you know, the future of uh, IT being cloud. And we, we're in it now, in the middle of it. Mm. No, indeed, indeed. And... Uh um, it's it's uh, all these companies are firing on all cylinders. It's it's uh, it's it's quite remarkable, and it's amazing how quickly the shift has happened, and uh, and just how big cloud has gotten, and how reliant companies have become on it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, let's move on to our next story, and uh, this is a story that the Guardian broke uh, in the last few days, and that's uh, details they say of Samsung's upcoming Galaxy S8. Um, smartphone. I, I must say, I think we spoke about this last week. Mm. This is the phone that I'm really excited about seeing this year. Uh, just because I think the fact that um, because of the problems that Samsung had last year, they're going to pull out all the stops for this thing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and so the Guardian, uh, quoting uh, sources, uh, saying that the Galaxy S8 is going to have an almost bezel-less. They call it an infinity display. Uh, will come with an iris scanner to unlock it. This won't be the first phone to do that. I think the Lumia 950 did that, if I'm not mistaken, and mm -hmm. one or two others. Um, rumor is there going to be two models, uh, which would be a first for the, uh, I think. Well, they had the Galaxy S mini devices, didn't they, as well? Yeah. But uh, these are going to be two big phones, one 5-inch and one 6-inch, according to the report. Um the six-inch one is the one I think that appeals to me. Mm, no, definitely. Uh, especially with on a bezel-less display, it won't feel too big. Um, the S7, oh, here we go. Yeah, the S7 was available with even either a 5.1 or a 5.5-inch screen. So we're going five to six. Uh, so the, the, big in, the bigger sized one is going to be uh, quite a bit bigger. Obviously, to make space for that battery issues they've been having, you know, more space in the back end allows them to really push push the product. Put a decent battery in there yeah. anyway, because they're going to need to do that on a big screen phone, which no doubt is going to have a big, high, uh, uh, very good resolution as well. I find it interesting. You know, they say Gordon also says that it'll have a new version of the uh, Gear VR headset and Gear 360 camera. So they're obviously mm. putting the hardware into people's hands so that they can start exploring with this VR technology. Yeah. Um, the I mean, phone's obviously capable of running running those images yeah yeah they started doing that already with the galaxy s7 yeah um but yeah continuing to push in that direction but i've heard good things about the new the new samsung uh, gear vr so i, I have you yeah, okay yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a great interesting one. to watch um i think the most important thing that came out of this guardian speculation is that the galaxy s8 wait for it will <laughs> have a 3.5 millimeter headphone socket what <laughs> fantastic yeah. sign me up I mean, we're used to Samsung uh, copying, um, yeah. as Apple does. Uh, so uh, in, this is one instance where there appears they're not going to copy uh, the best of Apple. And I think they're making the right decision. I do. I do. Um, I mean, it's got USB-C, so I mean, that's obviously you know, good course, for yeah. people who want to mm. who want to expand and use uh, potentially yeah. USB-C audio devices. But exactly. But yeah, 3.5 yeah. is uh, yeah. great to have in there. So iris scanning, was there anything else that jumped out? Qualcomm 835, which is the new processor based on uh, a 10 nanometer um, manufacturing process, mm. um, 64 gigabytes of storage, which I think is good because 32 is actually too small these yeah, days. Yeah. An expan expandable uh, micro SD card, which 
up to 256 it's gigs. great yeah. to have, yeah. Mm. Particularly if you store a lot of photos. Mm. Um, although these days I, I, I tend to push my photos straight to the cloud. Um, uh, in Google Photos, you can uh, you can now set it so when you plug the device in, it syncs. Uh, well, you don't even have to plug the device in, but I do it to save battery. When you plug yeah, it in, it, yeah. it syncs your um, all your photos with the cloud and deletes yes. those from the device as soon as they've been pushed up to the cloud, which is fantastic because um, then you don't clog up your device with photos. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, this looks like it's going to be the phone to beat. Uh, that infinity screen is beautiful. I mean, just mm. from this uh, photograph on the... the uh, you know, that screen, that, that mm. casing at least. It looks, the case, uh, yeah. 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 It looks like it's going to be brilliant. Uh, let's just hope they uh, put the put a battery in it that doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't blow up. Yeah, I'm sure they'll double-check, triple-check mm. those. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if last year, I mean, I know it didn't go on, the Note 7 didn't go on sale in South Africa. never got here before they recalled it. But um, could you imagine if last year you bought a new Ford Cougar and a Galaxy Note 7? <laughs> yeah, I think you'll have it in for technology. You'll be upset. Your insurance company might not like you either. Yes, they'll um, they'll profile you as high risk. <laughs> Makes bad decisions. <laughs> oh, funny. They don't want to charge those two together either. No, no. It'd be bad. No. So let's talk a bit about Nintendo. Now, uh, I haven't really spoken about Nintendo for... Uh, when When did the Wii come out? It, was, it must sure. have been close to a decade ago, ago yeah. now. Must be coming up for close to a decade. Now, it was such a cool device when it came out, and I remember people jumping around in their living rooms and um, breaking windows and stuff because their controllers got out of hand. (laughs) (laughs) Mini high-res TVs damaged. But But no, it was an innovative device. It it wasn't high-end gaming, but it really made gaming fun and active again, you know, and especially for group participation. Yeah. And I think that is what uh, Nintendo is going for with the new Switch. Um, They're they're continuing that line of thinking with gaming where it's not Mm. you sitting in front of a computer playing uh, your first-person shooting game, this is really for people to participate and partake in yeah. uh, as a group or as a family or friends. So we've got South African pricing. Um, it's being distributed by the core group, which is Nintendo's distributor in South Africa. Um, it's cost. It's going to cost uh, 5,600 Rand. Um, overseas, it's $299. Uh, so it's quite pricey. Um, it's we're looking at pricing. It's in the same league as the Xbox and the PlayStation f- uh, Four. It's um, about a grand and a half with direct conversion, more expensive than the the US yeah. pricing. Okay, which is not that much more because you've always got to add uh, sales tax to that G- uh, VAT, yeah. which you don't see Import, in the US pricing. Uh, the cost of importing and cost and of cost of, of importing it and that sort of thing. So okay, that's a f- I think that's a reasonably fair price. Actually, playing up against mm. I mean uh, Xbox mm. One potentially or the and the PS4. It's coming up against. Now it does. It doesn't have as powerful a graphics processor in it as those um, mm, consoles mm. Uh, do, um, which makes you wonder whether this is going to appeal to the hardcore gamer. I suspect probably not. I agree. I don't think. It, I don't think they've ever intended to. Not from anything I've seen that they've intended to take on that hardcore gaming market. You did mention that uh, that might have been that may have been part of their strategy, but. Mm. Looking at the games, I mean, the reason why I don't have high-end graphics capabilities in their device is because I don't need it. Um, yeah. You know, the graphics, like an anime style or like a, a, a drawing style, mm, would be mm. very particular to their kind of, um, mm. you know, not going for true reality, you know, like we get on our mm. on our high-end consoles. Yes. Now, the interesting thing about this this, this device is, um, I suppose the clue is in the name, is that uh, you can tether it uh, to a dock, which you plug into your TV, and it becomes a console in the traditional sense where you mm. sit in front of the TV and you play video games. 
but um, it's, the device itself is actually a, a tablet type of device. It's a, it's a computer in its own right. And you can take it with you. You undock it and you can play on the go. Uh, uh, so it's that portability side mm. that, that, um, that, that they're really going for. But is there a market for that? I mean, Sony had a portable device. What was it called? The PSP. The PSP. Um, how successful was that? It, it, well, it was very successful back in the day. I think mm. it's kind of tapered off now. It's a bit um, old. But it was successful, yeah, it so was. there could there could be onto something here. Well, I guess it depends. I think what probably held the, the PSP back was that you still had to buy. I mean, I don't know how would how would you add games to this? Is this all cloud or you don't have a disc or anything, right? I uh, know so it, you, it, no, it doesn't use a, no, it doesn't use a disc. It uses cartridges, um, if I recall. Um, so I can't see any of that. I haven't seen hmm. I haven't seen any of those things. But I think that's one of the things that potentially hurt the PSP uh, in the earlier versions is just the fact cartridges. that you had to buy these. Um, little discs. Oh, oh, it was discs, disc-based. Oh, little CDs. Yeah, yeah. little weird little CDs that you. No, the, in. this this uses this uses cartridges. So you're going to go to the store and you're going to buy it. and You're going to plug a cartridge. Like the good old eight-bit cartridges of exactly. your. <laughs> exactly. Um, I presume there'll be a way of playing cloud-based, uh, doing cloud-based gaming as well. Although I'm not sure. Uh, I think that's the power in a portable gaming device is the the ability to like on-demand gaming mm. or on-demand music streaming have any game yeah. at your fingertips when you mm. want to play it mm. as Indeed. opposed to having to run out and buy it yeah i mean i think that's the, w- the way we're going in video gaming is that uh you know in, in future maybe the power is actually going to sit in the cloud rather than on your in your console and uh you'll, you'll play video games that are streamed to you in the same mm. way that you watch twitch people playing video games on twitch at the moment you'll actually play stream games potentially once HTC, the broadband is good enough HTC was involved with a company many years ago um, and I can't think of the name right now but they did exactly that so you would they would have servers in the back end yeah. that you would play you'd load, load up a game but the game the instance of the game would be running on a server and you just stream the mm. uh, you stream your commands back up to the game mm. um, but you get the images pushed through to you yes yes we have to get there eventually once once bandwidth's good enough yeah. uh, we're probably not there yet but we'll, we'll, we'll get there um, but uh, yeah, pricing of the games is very high. Um, just looking at the press release we received from Core Group, uh, first-party Nintendo Switch games available for launch include The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild for the recommended retail price of nine hundred and ninety-nine rand. Hmm. Um, I mean, that's expensive. Yeah, that's certainly the upper end uh, of console high-end console mm-hmm. gaming mm-hmm. Um, games too. Uh, Legend of Zelda. Uh, I think this is the big game that everyone's waiting for for this well, on this platform. Is Legend yeah. of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Limited Edition is fourteen hundred rand. I'm sure. not sure what that comes with. Uh, additional Nintendo Switch accessories available from launch include Joy-Con pair for a recommended twelve ninety nine, Joy-Con single for the recommended price of eight ninety nine. Those are the controllers, I take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo Switch Pro controller for one two one thousand two hundred rand. Um, and then Nintendo Switch Amiibo characters. I'm not sure what they are. Uh, Link Archer, Link Rider, Zelda Bokoblin, and Zelda Fieldwork for 249 Rand each. Um, I must say, I'm not sure what those are. <laughs> I'll have, yeah, I'm also a bit confused. Mm. But I think that's something that obviously plugs, uh, allows you to... Like a little figurine character that somehow has a potential impact on the game. Or maybe they're just uh, dumb... Yeah. Uh, figurines yeah yeah so 5599 launching through take a lot and bt games uh, at first and soon thereafter other retailers um yeah, yeah. that's nintendo switch uh, I, I i must say i won't be buying one but then i'm not a huge gamer um uh, and i don't have an xbox one or a ps4 either oh. 
Look, I don't think we're the market for this, but it would be fun to play. I'm sure if somebody has it in the house and you get over there and you play a few games together. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, that's what it's about. But, I mean, yeah. yeah when yeah. I sit down in front of my uh, my screen, I'd rather play uh, Battlefield or GTA or something. Oh, right. That's yeah. just yeah. kind of, you know, the, the games that I prefer. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo yeah. doesn't cater for that. Yeah. Although, uh, having said that, and we did speak about this briefly last year, Nintendo's uh, Mario Run on the iPhone. Oh, yes. How's that done, by the way? Oh, no, I love that. No, that's still doing very well. Um, yeah. From everything that I've seen, people are still raving about it, and it's a fun game. And you enjoy it? Oh, okay. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I'm loving okay. it. Okay. Still, still fire up every now and then. It's one-ended gaming. Yes. Um, and what's interesting is, um, it's not, it's not the kind of game where you want to rush through to get to the end. You know, yeah. I want to, I, I redo some of the levels just to um, be better at them and get, okay. get all the little coins and the mushrooms that you want to collect. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I mean, if, if, if a game makes you want to repeat levels like yes. that, then it's fun. Yes. You know, you're having yes. a good time. Yes. I must. I'm not sure I should admit this in public, but uh, <laughs> I've really been. Uh, I've been downloading a lot of specials on Steam just because they're so, so such good mm, value for mm. money. And um, it was uh, they were virtually giving it away the other day, so I thought let me just download this and see what it's about. I'm really enjoying Euro Truck Simulator. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't uh, reveal that in public. What about Farming Simulator? <laughs> it's quite that good. Would... Farming Simulator. I've bought that a while ago as well, and it's. Um, <laughs> It's it's uh, it's 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 more it's more entertaining than you might think. Um, I, I did tire of it quite quickly though. Uh, but Euro Truck Simulator is a lot of fun. I, I was surprised. Um, they send you on missions across Europe to deliver goods and. Uh, oh nice. Um, yeah, the appeal does work. So, off, is it real time? Do you sit in the truck for twelve hours to get across the country, or is it not that realistic? Um, no, it's pretty realistic. <laughs> it's pretty realistic. <laughs> it's, it's anyway. It's a good. It's a good uh, way to discover whether or not you want to be a truck driver. I suppose. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, I don't want to be a truck driver. Um, but uh, you know, if you like enjoy some games, it's actually not bad. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of Flight Simulator. Um, it's no patch on Flight Simulator, but it's mm. still, it's it's you know, if you enjoy playing a sim, if you if you're a Flight Sim fan. Then you might enjoy Euro Truck Simulator. It's actually not bad, and uh, they often have uh, they often give it away virtually for free on uh, on Steam. So check it out. Just add it to your favorites, and they'll alert you when it uh, becomes available on special. Yeah. Um, I think we need to take an ad break. We'll be back right after this message. Hello world. Hello information. Hello uploads and downloads. Hello streaming videos and low latency. Hello blogs and vlogs. Hello crystal clear video calls. Hello increased productivity. Hello online learning. Hello cloud. Hello long lost friends and missed connections. Hello limitless possibilities and instant gratification. Say hello to premium high speed fiber from Vox Telecom. Pleasure guaranteed. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Chicken or beef? Beef, please. Chicken or beef? Chicken. There are so many companies offering fiber at the moment, but with Vox Telecom's premium high-speed fiber, you'll be joining the Smile High Club. Duck or salmon, sir? We call it business class fiber. We guarantee our uptime and can tailor our services to suit your needs and budget. Say hello to Business Class Fiber from Vox Telecom. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Welcome back to the show. Um, so I went to uh, this week to the launch of a very interesting uh, product called uh, the Xperia Ear. Don't try and say that uh, too quickly after you've had a few beers. Um, Sony Xperia Ear. Uh, it's um, it's a strange product. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, today, but fun. they announced it last year at uh, Mobile World Congress. It's finally come to market. I'm not sure why it took so long. 
Um, and I'd be a bit wary with Wimble Wall Congress coming up again in the next couple of weeks that uh, Sony announces a follow-up to it. So <laughs> maybe not rush off and buy it immediately. But um, it's, yeah, it kind of harkens back to the, the era where we used to wear these Bluetooth uh, dongles in, oh, yes. in our ears. Yeah. I saw somebody wearing one the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, Didn't believe it. People stopped wearing them, I think, mainly because you look like a dork. <laughs> <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> um, so you're going to have to wear this thing in your ear, and the, there's a little light on the side that flashes. Uh, so if you can get past uh, the social, um, what's the word, the, the social uh, disgrace, if you like, <laughs> um, and, and get to try it out, it's it's an interesting device. Um, I, I, I think the biggest problem with it is that it's not voice activated, so you. You can't say okay ear or okay Xperia. Um, uh, not like the, the Googles and the, yeah. the Amazon Echoes. You have to press a button on the side uh, of the headphones, either short press or long press. And you can set it up to do different things. For example, I've set, set it up to, um, if you short press it, it brings up the Xperia software. Oh, that nice, allows yes. you to do the, the, the various things like, you know, call Rechart on his mobile or um, navigate me to home or... Um, uh, search the web for whatever. So it's just an intelligent earpiece, really. It's not. Yeah. It's not a, a assistant, or at least it's, it's just an interface to the assistant software. It's uh, yes. You have to have your smartphone in proximity. It's it's uh, it works through your phone. You've got to have have it paired with your device using the Xperia ear software for Android, and it only runs on Android. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. You don't have to have a Sony Xperia uh, smartphone, so it'll work on any Android phone, okay. KitKat, I think, or higher, 4.4, Android 4.4. Um, and uh, if you if you long press it, or in the case that the way I've set it up, the, my review one is you long press it and it brings up Google search, uh, voice activated search. You can you can set it up so that um, Google search is the default rather than the Sony yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can you can dictate emails. You can I haven't played with it long enough yet to know how good it is at, the, at dictation and that sort of thing. It's got a built-in accelerometer and gyroscope. Um, it can ask you things, and uh, you know if the answer is no, you shake your head from left to right. If the well, that's not yes. going to look odd. Yeah, <laughs> driving a traffic check. It's almost like to think you're having a having a seizure or something. <laughs> yeah, and then your vehicle's uh, lane assist is telling you, you know, you're not keeping your eyes on the road. And it's, just... <laughs> it's too much technology. Um, and I don't know, it's it's an interesting device, uh, and there may be a, a use case for it. Uh, some, someone may find it useful, but I I, I, I'm, I think I'm not going to be using it much. Um, my big problem with it is it seems to take over the Bluetooth on my phone. So um, when I'm in my car, I'm always wanting to listen to uh. podcasts or streaming music, etc. And this uh, ear is connected to my phone. And so my car isn't connected to my phone. So I can't do the stuff I normally do. That's, that that could be a problem once all these technologies are starting to use Bluetooth and mm. these wireless technologies. I mean, your phone only has so many. Yes. No, you can only connect to Wi-Fi with one device. Yeah. And it's not going to give you access to the internet yeah. on another Wi-Fi port. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so it's, it's, I think there may be people who find it very useful, uh, people who are on the phone all day long. Uh, I think that it, they may find it useful than having a, a phone attached to their ears. Uh, but, um, for, as a device for searching the internet, I don't know. I think I'd rather just pick up my phone and use it to, to find something. No. I don't think I want to listen to something guessing what my search result should be and then reading me something which might not be relevant. You're much more efficient just looking at the phone and doing it directly. Exactly, right. exactly. Uh, and if I want to make a call in my car, I can really do it hands-free. I just press the, the, the dial button on the steering wheel and say, call Rechard on his mobile. And it, it does that with my it does that uh, with my phone paired to the car. So I don't yeah, actually need to yeah. have this thing in my ear. 
Um, so Engadget uh, ran a review on it and made the good point. It seems to be a, a solution in search of a problem. Yeah, that is quite uh, interesting. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't think this is the right kind of product to pitch now. Not in light of uh, all the new assistant technologies we're getting, mm. uh, especially not the ones that uh, you know have a proper backing. Yes. Behind them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's assistant technology. I want. I really want one of those Google Homes or those Amazon Echoes. Oh yeah. I'd love to have oh, one yeah. of those in my home. Have great conversations. Did you see that? Did you see the webcast? I think you sent me the link with uh, Amazon Echo and uh, Google yes. Siri yes. talking to each other. Yes. Yes. Siri talking to you. Was it Siri or was it Google's assistant? No, it was Google Home, home talking to another Google Home. Oh, was it the two? Okay, okay. Mm. They two talking to each other. It went, went offline. We ran a story on it, actually. It was fascinating. Um, it might still be going, actually, having conversations. It probably is. It probably is. They're bots. They don't know when to stop. Loved it. <laughs> uh, well, I think at one point they did say goodnight to each other and then they went offline. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm sure they ran out of uh, things to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suppose there's only only so many times you can uh, propose marriage to another boss. Oh uh, yeah, I would love to see the algorithm writers behind uh, these technologies and just oh, see the kind of, of crap that they have to come up they, with they to counter yeah. the most ob questions and the uh, line of thinking. Yes, yes. So um, before we finish the news this week, Mar- Marion Shin, who's the Democratic Alliance's um, uh, spokeswoman on uh, telecommunications and postal services put out a statement saying that digital TV, the, the DTT project in South Africa, the terrestrial migration project, has failed. Oh, no. Um, now, we know this thing's been a disaster. Mm. And we should have completed this migration years ago and that uh, uh, there are multiple reasons for, for the state, the situation that we're in. The question is, is it actually time to give up on this? Is, has, you know, have we reached the point now where migrating to digital TV actually doesn't make sense anymore? Um, can we afford not to do it? I mean, we need to move out of those. Frequencies. We need to move out of the frequencies. That has to happen. I think that's beyond doubt. But um, you know, the, a lot of people have, for for many years, have spoken about using DTH or um, direct to home satellite, mm-hmm. like your Open View HDs or your Free Vision options from Centec, uh as an alternative, and just free up the entire mm-hmm. um, terrestrial television band and make it available for other applications. Um, I mean. Uh, uh, OpenView HD has been very successful uh, by all accounts. Uh, I think they started life, things they got off the ground a bit slowly, but um, they've, they've seemed to have picked up the pace a lot. Uh, much cheaper decoders in retail, for example. I think they cost three ninety nine, mm-hmm. and you get access to uh, more channels than you get through a terrestrial service. Um, I mean, given all this nonsense about, uh, you know, encryption and and decoder subsidies and all the rest of it um it, it's so easy to do on on satellite i mean the the, the tricky bit i guess is, is is the fact that everyone's going to have to have a satellite dish installed yeah um and you know that may be unfair and maybe a little bit more complex for for consumers in that at the moment if, especially if you live near a transmitter you just you just uh, plug in a, a small aerial and you can pick up vtt yeah, uh, yeah but it's an interesting debate do you actually I mean, do we? Is it time to give up on this project, which has been a disaster and continues to be a disaster? Yeah, I don't think they're going to give up on it so quickly. I think too much has been invested mm. in it, um, yeah. and and all those alternative options really viable within the shorter space of time that we needed to be. Well, I think you can do DTH pretty much immediately. I mean, the technology is there. The satellite is in the sky. Uh, you just need to sign a few contracts, and it's done. Um, you can even do the Dakota subsidy. Uh, um, I guess you solve the encryption problem as well because I think those uh, systems are by default encrypted. Yeah. Um, 
yeah it's uh it's it's uh it's an interesting one um i, I don't think they're going to scrap it um a national treasury may want to scrap it mm. uh, it depends what the political imperatives are i mean um it's it's an interesting one whether the project has failed i, I think a project's only failed when you pull the plug on it uh, and that hasn't happened yet yeah. uh, but the results have certainly been borderline failure because borderline. it just hasn't mm. hasn't achieved any of the things it's no. done. It probably just caused more aggravation yeah. and uh, l wasted a lot of money yeah and while the lawyers have got very rich on all these oh, yeah. lawsuits that have yeah. happened. But the constitutional court case on this whole matter with Faith Mutambi, the communications minister, taking ETV to, to the Concourt is happening next month. The Concourt's going to hear the case. Uh, so one way or the other on this encryption thing, at least, which has been dragging on for so many years, we'll finally have an answer. Um, but uh, I think it may be several more years still before... Um, the mobile operators get their hands on any of that spectrum. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm. Anyway, that's the news this week. Um, let's get on to our uh, regular picks. And um, we've got a uh, sort of left field uh, pick for our winner this week. Hmm. I've been watching, I know, Rechard, you've been watching as well, oh, with yeah. a great deal of interest, the um, the unfolding uh, disaster that is uh, Donald Trump's presidency <laughs> in the U.S. And I've uh, been following uh, Vicente Fox Quesada, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing, butchering his name, which I very well might be doing. Uh, he was the president of Mexico from 2000 to 2006. Uh, now, I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast knows Donald Trump has been making a lot of noise about building a border wall between the United States and Mexico. Yeah. Uh, estimated costs of around 25 billion US dollars. Uh, and uh, Trump has been saying that Mexico is going to pay for it. <laughs> um, in fact, Trump has now said that um, he is going to uh, uh, impose a uh, import duty on all Mexican products. I think the figure was 20% or 25% uh, on, uh, on all Mexican imports. 20%. <laughs> Uh, and he's saying that in that way, the Mexicans are going to pay for the, the wall, which just seems the bizarrest thing to me, because um, actually, if you're, if you're increasing taxes on imported goods, the people who are going to be paying a higher price for those goods are Americans. Uh, so actually, uh, it's your voters who are going to be paying more, paying mm. for the wall. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> American so citizens are going to be paying for the wall. Cutting the nurses by the first. Not the Mexicans. The only impact is going to be that Mexico sells less products to the United States and probably looks for other markets. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm not sure Trump has got his head quite, head quite around that one, which is interesting given that he's a, 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 a self-made billionaire. But uh, Vicente Fox, uh, former president of Mexico, has been using Twitter to a very good and funny effect to troll Mr. Trump. <laughs> um, and uh, some of the things he's been posting, and he's been using the uh, uh, dropping F-bombs left, right, and center, which I'm <laughs> is funny, but I'm not sure it's uh, uh, what the Mexican things, Mexicans think about the sort of diplomacy, if you can call it diplomacy, given he's a former president. But he's tweeting, he's running a Twitter poll as we currently record this podcast. It'll no doubt be finished by the time most of you listen to it. But he's running a Twitter poll saying, <laughs> including at real Donald Trump, which is Donald Trump's Twitter handle, saying at real Donald Trump's ego, ego monument, real cost is around 25 billion US dollars. I ask you, America, what would you prefer instead of that? And uh, I'm going to censor this hashtag effing wall. <laughs> <laughs> and he's asking people to vote. Improved healthcare, affordable education, support agriculture, or modernize infrastructure. And uh, at the time of um, at the time of recording, it had over three hundred thousand votes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I see he's um, been appearing on U.S. news networks and uh, 
and uh, really, um, <laughs> really giving Donald Trump a hard time. Hmm. Um, I'm struggling to find the original tweet that he put out about the wall, uh, but um, he's uh, he's been tweeting a lot. He says, Sean Spicer, who's the White House press secretary. Sean Spicer, I've said this to Ad real Donald Trump, and now I'll tell you, Mexico is not going to pay for that effing wall. <laughs> Hashtag effing wall. <laughs> I like this guy. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Do they not know how difficult it is to prevent people from crossing a border? They can't even stop the illegal drug flow from Mexico to to the United States. How are they going to stop, uh, you know, people and products moving yeah, over? Yeah. At and least. Uh, build, building walls. I mean, have we not learned from history? Oh, yeah. um, here's another first one from him. Hashtag Trump. Grow up. Behave like a president. Stop lying and <laughs> cheating American people. You know you lost the popular vote. <laughs> oh, man. He really is trolling, uh, trolling Trump. And his um, followers are, going, are surging by the, by the minute here. Um, last time I looked yesterday, I think he had about 300,000 followers. Now he's closing in nice. at 600,000. Nice. Um, so he's uh, <laughs> definitely worth the follow. His... Uh, his Twitter handle is Vicente Fox Q U E or V I C E N T E F O X Q U E. Wow, that's a mouthful. It is, yeah, it is. Uh, uh, and of course, the current Mexican uh, president um, uh, uh, cancelling his plans for an official visit, state visit to the U.S. over Donald Trump's remarks this week that he was going to go ahead with the building of the wall. So, well done, oh, Donald. Well done. Donald. And just off the back of that, I uh, highly recommend uh, you go to YouTube. I sent you the link, Duncan, uh, mm-hmm. earlier. Um, bad lip reading. Have a look at uh, a bad lip reading. Um, and uh, these guys have done a bad lip reading of the inauguration. And it is the funniest piece of uh, comedy that you will watch oh, this good. year. I'll um, check it out. Who so did it? Is it, it is it suitable for it's the a, podcast or is it... Uh, yeah, no, no, you can share it. Um, it is, it's family friendly and it is a bunch of guys that do voiceovers and oh, yes. sound effects. Um, they've done a few. They've actually got some really good stuff. But uh, I think they've got Donald Trump's voice down and it's just uh, amazing. Okay, I'm actually just firing it up here. Uh, is, is it um, is there text on the screen you have to read, or can we just play it? No, no, you can just play it. You can just play it. So what they do is they take they take um, the real visuals and they just overlay their own audio. Oh, right, okay. Hey, I have well, some pretzels for well, you. Anya, do you know what you just said? Well, you're cheery. Me? I'm always like this. Oh, well, yeah, sure. You're certainly not going to be. When can I see you're you company. Away? This is uh, Trump, and, <laughs> Trump and Obama talking to each other. <laughs> I'm important. That's where he shakes everybody's hands and he just walks up to them and says, I'm important. That does look very good. Um, yeah, we, I won't play the rest of it because you actually do need to see the visuals to, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to, to get the humor. But um, well worth checking out. It's uh, Inauguration Day, a bad lip reading of Donald Trump's inauguration. 17.2 million views already. Wow. Yeah, no, that's been mm. social media gold over the last few days. <laughs> And uh, much as we were tempted to pick Donald Trump as our loser, we couldn't really think of a tech angle. Mm. Uh, I guess the Mexican president, a former Mexican president, wasn't really a tech angle either, mm. except for it was on tr- on Twitter, so we could sneak it in. But uh, we don't have a loser this week, um, so uh, uh, no, it's not Donald, and uh, no, we don't have anyone local to pick either. So uh, um, breathe, uh, our p- potential losers of the week can breathe a bit easier, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Rechot, what's your pick this week? So I um, recently launched up Steam again um, for the sole purpose of downloading this game that I came across called Party Hard. Now it's an indie game that was ma- that uh, is made by a company called Tiny Build, and it is the most addictive. 
fun that I have had in a while. I mean, I downloaded this thing on Tuesday. I bought it. It's about 139 Rand on Steam. Very cheap. There, there's some expansions too. But I've already spent like, I think, and I shouldn't say this. Uh, I hope nobody's listening or my wife's not listening. But I spent about six hours already on this game, playing it in between work and uh, some late nights. Um, and essentially what it is, it's a, it's a little 8-bit low-resolution game. Um, and you essentially need to. The, the backstory is you uh, uh, you, you are uh, annoyed with the neighbor's um, party uh, making a lot of noise and you're trying to sleep, and you basically just go over there and kill everybody. Um, <laughs> but um, it's it's a bit of a puzzle game in that you know there's a lot of people on the screen that you need to eliminate. Mm. Um, but if they see you, they can call the cops. Or if somebody else sees you, you know they can raise an alarm. Mm. Um, there's there's a, there's a whole bunch of like little traps that you can set as well. Um, but it's well worth checking out. Um, a lot of fun, and there's various levels, various stages, um, various characters. They do they pull a lot of uh, kind of little animations from uh, pop culture. There's some Breaking Bad guys running around. There's some um, ninjas and that kind of thing. But it is uh, a hell of a lot of fun. It was launched last year in August, and it's available on PC, Mac, Linux, Xbox One, PlayStation Four, iOS, and Android. So um, they really hit uh, all the platforms there. Wow. But if you're looking for something to play, kind of, you know, 10, 20 minute games in between uh, doing something else, this is the one that I would recommend. Party Hard. Party Hard. Cool. Got check and they've got out. a great soundtrack too. The music on here is absolutely oh, yeah. phenomenal. Go check it out on Steam. My pick this week, and I haven't finished reading it yet or listening to it, is another Audible um, pick, uh, and it's The Collected Stories of Arthur C. Clarke, of course, one of the great sci-fi oh, yeah. writers of all time, and I've read a lot of a lot of his work um, over time, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling confident to pick it, even though I'm uh, only about a third of the way into it. Um, it's uh, all of his uh, short stories, some of them very short, uh, including uh, some of his longer pieces, uh, novellas, um, including, I think, my f- one of my favorite uh, Arthur C. Clarke stories of all time, Songs of Distant Earth. Um, uh, a great collection, very well read, three uh, readers behind it, um, and all of them very competent, uh, doing a great, a great uh, job with the... Uh, with the um with the with the, with the with the short stories and um it's uh it's a comprehensive uh collection so uh, you're going to be busy with it for a long time if you grab it but for any sci-fi fan particularly for Arthur C Clarke fans it's um it's a, a brilliant uh, collection uh and there's some really good stories in there so um and it's, it spans his entire career it's a, it's it's the complete collection from from right in the early days uh where he wrote um books that uh, or stories rather that predicted the internet for example back in the 1930s Mm. um and uh, and similar uh similar ideas um he was a great writer he he didn't hit the mark all the time but um uh, but for for the most part a very enjoyable uh, short stories and we're always checking out if you're a sci-fi fan yeah and the good news it's only one credit on on uh on Audible. Audible, if you're a subscriber, uh, nice. so really good value for money given the volume you're, of uh, his work that you're getting in 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 uh, in this collection. Great, Rechat, I think that is our show. Uh, we of course just need to do our quiz results. Quiz results yes. uh, let me kick it off as usual um, with the answers. Uh, our first one, interesting uh, question actually: Which Amazon.com movie has been nominated for a Best Picture Oscar? It's the first time it's ever happened for a streaming uh, service. And uh, the movie is called Manchester by the Sea. Apparently, it's quite depressing. Uh, I, uh, I'm not sure I want to watch it, but it's um, it's uh, apparently very well acted. The second question: Which semiconductor company is facing an antitrust probe by America's Federal Trade Commission and a lawsuit from Apple? 
And the answer, surprisingly, is Qualcomm. Qualcomm, yeah. Very and, big uh, company. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the amount of royalties that they charged, uh, apparently they charge royalties on the retail price of the product and not yeah. the manufacturing cost or any other cost associated yeah. with it. That's great, is, yeah. That's scary stuff. I mean, it just shows you that architect could be a lot cheaper yeah. if some of these companies didn't charge so much royalties yeah, just for the little hardware. Indeed, in indeed. And apparently, even if there's no Qualcomm hardware in there, it's just Qualcomm patents, they still charge the, uh, the, the, the fee. So... Uh, uh, Apple has now also filed lawsuit against them, and um, they're already facing a lot of pressure in from antitrust regulators in South Korea. Mm. Uh, so uh, Qualcomm. Qualcomm is a great. I mean, the, the, the innovation they've got, and the tech that they've got is superb. Mm. But questions yeah. about their business model. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's going to be the clincher. Mm. Our third question: A prospective rival to the JSC has lodged a complaint against the JSC at the Competition Commission. What is the new exchange's name? And the answer is Czar X. The fourth question, JSC listed Net One has acquired which European bank? And the answer, Bank Frick. Bank Frick, Liechtenstein based. Uh, interesting acquisition. Uh, I, I was planning to run the story just as a, it came across the JSC Sends News Service, and I thought, oh, here's just a quick quick story to write up and post. And I decided to just do a Google search on Bank Frick and find out a little bit more about who they are. And uh, a hell of a story there, uh, hmm. back from 2014. Uh, when the CEO of the company was murdered in the in the uh, bank's um, underground parking lot by an angry customer. Oh, wow. Um, family-owned business, the Frick family, and um, Jürgen Frick, I think was his name, uh, murdered um, by, uh, allegedly by someone who, uh, well, he certainly was disgruntled, wasn't he? He... Um, uh, he'd been fighting with them for a, over a period of years, apparently. Uh, and uh, according to the reports at the time, he um, he was found dead in a nearby town after having committed suicide. Sure. Um, not sure what the rationale is behind the Net One acquisition, but I suppose that'll come out in time. And our final question this week, which Indian telecommunications operator has said that it may sell some of its African operations? And uh, the reason for that is it's under intense pressure in its home market where competition has, um, has become quite robust. Uh, and the answer to that question is uh, Barty Airtel. And it'll be interesting to know whether uh, any of our local operators here, particularly Vodacom and MTN, uh, might be interested in snapping mm. up some of those assets if they come up for sale. And that's our show, uh, our new improved uh, show. We'll be, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be coming up with a, a new jingle for the show. I think the, the current one is uh, probably a bit long in the tooth. Uh, we're looking around for, uh, for a good jingle at the moment. It's an inspiration. Apparently, all the Metallica rights are difficult to get to. I've looked into this. <laughs> Which Metallica song did you have? Yeah. <laughs> Master of Puppets. <laughs> Master of Puppets, yes. We might chase away all our listeners. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there, there, um, there are plenty of actual uh, commercial uh, uh, jingles out there. So we're, mm. we're trawling through them at the moment to find one that really uh, that's really good for the show and for our, our new show, the Tech Central Podcast. Uh, just a reminder, if you missed it at the beginning of the show, uh, uh, we're separating that out into a separate feed. So uh, if you uh, if you want to receive that in your podcast reader, make sure you grab the. Uh, RSS, which we'll include in the post on the story or any of the future Tech Central podcast uh, entries on Tech Central, uh, and subscribe to that in your favorite reader or, or podcast catcher. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's our show for the week. 
Uh, if you've got any feedback for us, uh, we'd uh, love to hear from you. Uh, tell us what you think about the uh, new audio quality. Uh, we're, we're quite impressed with it and the, the kit we've invested in here to improve the quality of the, of, of the show. Um, I'm quite, quite amazed, actually, what we can do with, uh, with uh, some uh, just basic desktop audio, uh, uh, recording software these days. Recording hardware, I, I should mm. say. Um, and uh, we've got lots of things planned for the show uh, through the year and for the Tech Central uh, podcast, which may or may not get a new name. Um, but uh, drop us a line. Tell us what you think. Info at techcentral.co.za. We're always very pleased to get your, your emails. So, Rechat, until uh, next time, uh, from myself and uh, from Rechat, take care. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Mm-hmm.